0: Um, I have had one repeat guest on this show, and I think, you know, as of today, recording day, I've released almost 130 episodes, so I'm super just delighted to invite you back and, yep. with, yeah, with, like, a little bit different, um, gosh, it, it's it been, like, we've both grown and changed, because that's what humans do, um, since we recorded uh and so all right everybody today i have missy bird on the call and her passion her soul work her like being is so lovely and so delightful and so belongs back on this show we could probably record like four episodes in a row and everyone would just be so excited (laughs) But I keep seeing your heart of the warrior in, in all the places. And I'm just like, "Mm, we need to talk about the heart of the warrior. So please introduce yourself, you know, without me reading a bio and then let's just talk because that's the best part of podcasting.
1: I love it. Hello, Amanda. I'm happy to see you again. I am Dr. Melissa Bird, Missy Bird. I am a life coach and a public speaker. My company is called Natural Born Rebel, and I help women harness the power of their passion and their rebellion to make a difference in their lives and their communities. Hmm. I teach women how to use their intuition. It's really fabulous. I do a lot of magic in my work, Um, and it's really cool. Um, And I'm so happy you've had me come back on here because the heart of the warrior is it's a program and I think it's a movement Mm -hmm. and and it was really funny, Amanda, because when I first launched the heart of the warrior, I was calling it a masterclass Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my assistant sent me a text message and said, woman, (laughs) would you stop calling it an effing masterclass? It is the most powerful program you have ever created. And I was Mm -hmm. like, sure I'll stop (laughs) calling. there were many swear words in there like it was just like she was like knock it off you're like come to my workshop (laughs) yeah stop diminishing your power stop you know minimizing the power of this there is a woodpecker on my metal roof right now just so So if that comes out in the recording yeah it just started oh these woodpeckers are cracking me up um so um So it's really interesting because the heart of the warrior, I have a painting from an artist named Thunder Voice Eagle. Mm -hmm. And um, it's this beautiful painting of the heart, but it's a wood carving of the heart. And so it's like, you can see the the lines of the tree, the rings of the tree as the heart itself. Mm -hmm. And all around it are these words, these words, forgiveness, sacrifice, compassion humility Mm. humor love courage and wisdom Mm. there's these eight words amanda and i'm sitting at work and it was right by my shoulder right it was hanging by my shoulder and i'm just sitting at work wondering what the hell i'm doing with my life because as you know as a coach like you sit here often and go what am i doing with my life
0: oh no not me I literally wait. Side note: I literally just got on the phone with Missy recently. Like, I just need to cry my eyes out and tell you that I don't know how much longer I can do this, and you need to talk me through it because I know it's just bullshit. And thank you.
1: <laughs> so. It's such a fascinating thing being an entrepreneur and a small business owner and a a a woman who does the work of the heart. I think is really your work is so important, Amanda. And my work is important. Yeah, yeah. And it's vital to the connection of community to helping people not be isolated. And so anyway, I just started looking at at this painting, right? And I was looking at it and I was like reading these words, sacrifice and humor Mm -hmm. and courage. And I was like, oh, I think that's a talk. (laughs) And then I was like, I think that's a program. Like, I wonder what would happen if I made this into something. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened is I started writing down the words. And then I started every morning at 5 a.m. Because my lovely partner gets up at 5 a.m. My beautiful husband gets up at 5 a.m. to go to work. And so I would just sit up and write
0: Mm.
1: and um. I don't do that very often, but I sat up and write and I had out my dictionary that I got my freshman year of college as a birthday present from my roommate. Yeah, I still have it. And I just sat there and wrote Mm -hmm. and was looking up all the different words that are involved with all these words and creating. And I was doodling, like I have these little things that I drew that were making into um, graphics for the program and it just is the most, So, can we just say, <laughs>
0: okay, you might
1: disagree with
0: me, but what I want to say is, can we just
1: say you sat there and you channeled all these messages? I did channel all these messages. Okay. <laughs> yes, we can say that, Amanda, because okay. I was channeling like, and it's always sort of a trip when I channel. I mean, I channel a lot, right? Like it's a trip. Like it's so beautiful. I mm-hmm. weep most of the time when I'm channeling, mm-hmm. my clients will tell you that they'll just watch me cry. Mm -hmm. But I'm sitting there and all these things are coming in and it's so beautiful. Like, and here's the thing. I wrote this in September of 2021 with the idea of launching it with the spring equinox in 2022. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here going, whoa, for those of you that listen to this podcast retroactively, you'll know that what was happening in March of 2022 is that Russia has invaded Ukraine. The economy is on another, whatever the hell the the economy is doing. We're reopening after a two-year pandemic in the middle of still a pandemic. (laughs) Like the pandemic is not over just because we have declared that it's over. And so there's a lot of chaos happening in the world at the moment that you and I are recording this podcast. And I'm sitting here reading these words. Creating these worksheets. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is so timely. Mm. Mm. And, and then I started thinking, Amanda, who needs to hear about courage right now? Everybody. Mm. Right. Like the, the idea of authenticity and loving with your whole heart at the risk of going into the deepest grief you've ever experienced. Okay. Rewind. (laughs) It's just that courage, the courage to open ourselves completely for being, to going into the unknown and being vulnerable and doing it knowing that we likely will experience grief I'm going to cry. I don't cry very often. Oh, I make you cry. <laughs> I I told my assistant that my tagline on my website should be, I make grown women cry. Oh, uh,
0: I mean, it just like, I don't even know if I wrote the words down right, but I wrote loving with your whole heart, with the courage to go into the darkness. Like that's what I heard. Of. Yeah. <laughs> we can rewind and hear what you said, but <laughs> That is what
1: I did when I chose abortion. It is what you did when you chose abortion. You had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that is so beautiful about even having that choice is that without darkness, there is no light. Like we cannot know joy without anguish, we cannot know happiness without healing.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. we cannot know those things and that is the beauty of talking about this idea of the heart of the warrior it is about forgiveness and self of self and others i always tell my clients you have to have compassion for yourself first so that you can have compassion for others afterwards if we don't have self-compassion if we don't forgive ourselves for the choices that we have made and love ourselves first. I get really tired of the, put the oxygen mask on first adage, but it's so true. Like if we don't love ourselves and have compassion for ourselves, for all of our shortcomings, for all of our choices, for all of our bigness, Like, forget our shortcomings. What if we just, like, forgave ourselves for being powerful people? (laughs) What if for just a second we forgave ourselves for doing what we knew was best? Mm -hmm.
0: Can you imagine? I think that's what overwhelmed me so much about my abortion choice was I realized how powerful I was. And I was like, oh, this is overwhelming. What do I do with all this power, like I'm even more than I thought I was. Um, <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I wrote down the words. This is my tagline. I'm always like, when I'm on calls with clients, I'm like, I'm hearing the words because <laughs> it's literally yeah. how, I just like hear these sentences. I'm like, okay, yeah. I need to tell you that I'm hearing the words, but I wrote down the words. Cause when I heard you say it, what I heard was, am I choosing this anguish so can, so I can experience more joy than I've ever experienced. Wow. And that feels, oh, see, I'm going to cry again. Like that feels like what I did. Like I had to say yes to the pain in order to experience a level of joy that I had never experienced. Um, And that you continue to experience. Like and I, when I continue, okay, so here's a question for you. There is some level of making choices and then there's an undeniable shift that happens and you can never go back from. But then there's also making choices and choosing again and again and again and again. And I didn't... Um, the level of anguish I kept choosing was not at the depth of the actual abortion experience, but I had to keep choosing joy by continuing to choose discomfort, right? By writing the first article I wrote in Mothering Magazine, by starting to post about abortion on Instagram, by saying to a client, like, I can help you, by... So... I guess what I'm trying to say is there is like, we make choices and things shift, but we have to keep remembering what we chose and keep choosing. Like, I think this is coming to me because last night on Instagram, I was private messaging with a woman and she was like, how do I know I'll ever be happy again? And my words were, you choose that you're going to be happy again. And then you just keep taking one step at a time in that choice. So what are you hearing when I'm
1: chattering in this way? Like, Well, there's there's several things that are coming to mind. One is you don't know if you're ever gonna be happy again. And that's why you keep going to figure it out. I mean, that's, you don't know, we don't know. I, I used to have this analogy with my kids and my clients, you know, that was like, you don't know if you're going to walk outside and get hit by a bus. Like you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. Your Mm -hmm. next move. The, the joy of living is in not knowing it is in the unknowing. It is in the sacrifice and the, the courage and the forgiveness and the humility that strength of mind and spirit that says, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen next, but I'm just going to go with what feels good to me. And if what feels good to you is curling up in a ball with your wooby and your soft blankies for days on end, then that's what feels good to you. And if what feels good to you is screaming from the mountaintops that you are the most powerful creatrix in the world, and that is amazing, then that's what you do. But we get told continually, continually, to stop doing what feels good. Knock it off. Okay, wait. I have more thoughts. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> shocking! I know. <laughs> okay, so at first you said we don't know if or we can't guarantee that we'll ever be happy again.
1: No. But
0: I I don't know about that, and you can help me understand if I'm missing something. But the words I wrote down (laughs) are, (laughs) we don't know how we'll ever be happy again. And I love that you followed the curling up in a ball situation because we can't judge what will make us happy again because we think it's supposed to look like sunshine and rainbows and unicorns because curling up in a ball and crying for seven days or seven months might be the thing that makes us happy again. Yes. It feels good. Yes. So I guess I just think, is it possible to continue a human life and not experience happiness? I don't think it's possible. I,
1: I think, don't think that's possible, but yeah. what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that they're forward out of darkness, forward into light is one of my most favorite phrases from the suffrage movement yeah forward out of darkness forward into light is actually tattooed on my body it was a phrase that was on all the suffrage banners yeah but here's what i didn't realize amanda because i didn't raise i wasn't raised in church and so imagine this witch walking into church one day because her daughter insisted on us going to church and, and now we all know why, because it was for me, it wasn't for anybody else. I, and here I am walking into this church, the, the Episcopal church, and I'd never been into a church and I thought I was going to burn up like instantaneously. God was going to be like, I strike you down. And that was going to be that, right? But here I am walking into this Episcopal church. And for, for months, every Sunday, I would sob, sob in church. Mm-hmm. And, and imagine my shock and awe, Amanda, when one day we're the liturgy is happening and, and we have this liturgy and there's this part in the Bible where it talks about darkness and light. And I'm all, wait a minute, what is this? Well, so then I did some research and in every major religious text, there is something about darkness and light. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the text is from Buddhism, all the way to Christianity, the, the Quran, the Torah, every major, including pagan writing has something about darkness and light.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, wait a minute, wait. Everybody knows that you cannot have light without darkness. Mm-hmm. What is that cheesy quote that everybody uses on Martin Luther King Day? That is the only, you know, I know. darkness yeah. and light. And we cannot live. There is not life. We do not live a life without darkness and light. Yeah, and so. I agree with you. We do choose happiness and we also choose despair Mm -hmm. and we can choose to stay in the despair. It's the martyring that we've been raised to do as women, that we just martyr ourselves into despair instead of actually, and Mm -hmm. I see this with my clients all the time. And this is why the heart of the warrior is such a critical idea and concept. This Mm -hmm. idea that even in the moments of the Deepest, deepest despair, there is light mm. and joy and humor. Oh. You see it all the time when people are in the middle of grief after a death and people are laughing, thinking about fond memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, is we walk away from grief. We avoid grief. We ignore grief. We cannot stand being in that because we think our heart will break into a thousand pieces and it will kill us and it won't.
0: Mm -hmm. I just yesterday on my regular Facebook page, you know, the regular one. Yeah. The regular one. (laughs) (laughs) I had the, I opened my, my book to a page. I was like, I feel like I need to open my book to a page and it was that page,
1: Hearts Don't Break. Hearts don't break. And then we are not broken. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think that I I think that it's so important when we think about the heart of the warrior, you know, one of the um things I was writing is the the myth of warrior, like you it's a it's a killing spirit to be a warrior. But it is not. It is about setting aside the ego for the good of the whole like seriously stop I don't cry stop it um
0: because when you said um we're taught to martyr ourselves into despair mm-hmm. as women um and that is verse like do you hear that as like versus warrior ourselves into despair because when you said it I just imagined like the Ukrainian women like the pictures I've seen of like the Ukrainian women like just doing exactly what you said which is like choosing for the good of the whole yeah and we're still not used to seeing that right we're used to seeing like there's nothing wrong with the women women and children fleeing and the men you know stepping stepping into the protection of their land but
1: this is those, we do the same like, thing all the time we do the same thing all the time amanda we protect our land yeah yeah the water keepers in the united states of america are not, are not all men they're being led by women Women are powerful warriors and we always have been. Yeah. I was listening to, um, we're doing a series in my church for Lent about, cause it's also the Lenten season, which is no irony that we're having all these things happen during the time in the Christian church where everybody's off in the wilderness trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. And it's a very introspective time. Right. And so, um, one of the, we're doing uh, work on truth and reconciliation and the doctrine of discovery. Um, And for your listeners who don't know what that is, the doctrine of discovery is the document that the Catholic church issued in order to take land from indigenous people. And I was listening to Gail talk. Gail is a woman who talked to us about the doctrine of discovery, uh, an indigenous woman. And Gail was talking about, um, that we all come from, our ancestors are all tribal. Mm. Uh, if you go all the way yeah. back to your ancestral line, no matter what it is. And, you know, like I have traced mine back to very Celtic, to the Celtic tribal people that, that fled to Germany, mm-hmm. right? And, and so we all come from groups of tribal people. Mm-hmm. that had warrior women as part of our ancestry no matter where we come from no matter how we trace that ancestral line and when you think about that and you think about the history we have to, yes we have to focus on ancestral trauma but we also have to focus on the thriving that had to take place In order for us to even be sitting here having this conversation, Amanda, the knowledge that we can pull upon the strength of our ancestors and the great grandfathers and the great grandmothers who survived for us to be here in this moment, to be able to make the choices that we do with our bodies and our livelihoods. And that's what the heart of the warrior is truly about. It is about the great healing of having empathy towards yourself and other people Mm -hmm. that it's not just about pushing through, but it is about opening up. Yes. It's not about forcing ourselves through an event. It's not about forcing ourselves through abortion. It's about opening up to the idea that we have the capacity to simultaneously experience Mm -hmm. joy and grief in exactly the same moment. Yes, exactly. Because that's what being human is about. We are not supernatural, you know, people. I used to have people tell me, oh, you're, you're like Wonder Woman. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm just a woman. And I am wonderful in my capacity. Now I'm going to cry. I am wonderful in my capacity to teach and connect and help people experience deep, wondrous spiritual connection. That is amazing. That is the wonder of, of who I am. And that is my purpose. Mm-hmm. Your purpose. This is the thing I keep thinking about recently is there are 7 billion people on this planet. Not one of us is going to experience happiness in the same way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not one of us is going to experience joy or grief or sadness or light in the same way. And we have to, as women, allow ourselves to put the fucking memes away and just focus on figuring it out with the help of our sisters and our brothers and our others, figuring out what it means for us to find our own joy. Mm-hmm the good news that I have for every one of your listeners is you don't have to do it the way your best friend does it. Mm-hmm. Because my best friend does it in a completely different way than I do. And that's why we're friends. Cause we're not the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Healing is not perfection. It's messy. Yeah. Yeah. It's messy. Amanda, this, this shit's messy. <laughs> it's so fucking messy. <laughs> and that's why what I love about the heart of the warrior and this work that I'm doing now is it, it's a, it's really giving people permission to step into the unknown in the entirety of the unknown. Okay. So
0: what about the listeners? Because most of my listeners have, are, are not, okay, a lot of my listeners do come in the decision-making process, so they haven't decided what they're doing with this particular pregnancy yet, but most of them come because they have experienced a lot of complexity after their abortion, and, or, or multiple abortions, and they're kind of like Back processing and healing. So for me, it's asking the question How was I a warrior when I chose abortion? And how am I a warrior now? How can I choose to be a warrior now? What does this all look like for you when you're looking back? at some, like a decision that's already been made. Like you're looking back at your past and understanding your badass self
1: through it. Well, first of all, it's owning that I, while well, I have, my mother actually, I, oh. <laughs> so many things. So Our was, mutual friend, Sarah Magnoni. Yeah. Looked at me one day and said, have you always been this confident? And I said I don't I don't know I don't think so uh, but I don't know And so I called my mom and I was like, hey mom, have I always been this confident? Yeah And she said, you started out confident and then my dad committed suicide when I was six and I lost my confidence because of that grief right as a six-year-old doing grief you don't know what grief even is right you don't have any I you don't I, although, I said that, and I heard. Yes, you do.
0: <laughs> and um, I heard. Oh, we need to write a book. And I heard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Actually, I think I did know what grief was because I was doing it better than all the adults in the right. room. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Covered in the chills, Amanda. Oh, yeah, my I gosh. know. Me
0: too. Me too. Woo!
1: That was huge. Wow. Okay, so allowing kids to grieve—that's another chapter. So, so, but. My mother said, you were so, you always, you spoke up in class, you were a leader, you always were that way, and then you lost it, Uh huh. and now you've gotten it back, right? And so Sarah and I had this conversation about it, but here's the thing that I think is why this is relevant. Everybody looks at Dr. Melissa Bird, PhD, and thinks, oh man, she's got her shit together. She's like so with it, and that's why I try to be as authentic as possible online to share my grief and my sorrow and my joys and my sadness, like all the things, right? I just try to be as authentically me as possible because I think what happens is that people, they see what they want to see, right? Mm -hmm. And the beauty of living past trauma or extreme joy is peeling back the layers of the onion to the stuff that you still have to work on.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I see this as this big journey, like you're born and you die. And those two things are the only things that are certain. And in between, we're just walking down this beautiful road. It's this beautiful journey. There's no T where you go left or right. It's just this journey. And I, and you and I've talked about this before, I think, and I'm, I'm on this journey and I'm sitting here thinking, wow, like, I can't believe I'm still struggling with this idea that this just happened this week, this idea that I can't be trusted with money. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I've done all the money coaching. I've done, like, but there's still one more thing. Mm-hmm. And what it was is that I realized that my very first husband, I like getting married. I'm like Liz Taylor. Um, <laughs> my very first husband put me on an allowance when I was 20.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had not unraveled that until this week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm 48 years old this year 27 years I've been holding on to this idea that I can't be trusted with money and I'm like huh wow yet another unraveling yet another layer and I think for so many of us we go god do I really have to do this again and I'm sitting here going sweet when I heal this I get to move up you know (laughs) I get to go into another, and this is where the humility of the heart of the warrior, I think really comes in this idea that we not to humble ourselves, like in that nasty dysfunctional way, but to really embrace the idea that we are human and to have a strength of mind and spirit that takes us to the next thing instead of thinking, well, I'm 47, I guess I should have my shit together by now. Idea what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but God, I'm having a great time, mm-hmm. even when We're the most
0: freeing hard. words to say. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, and I'm having not a, a clue. Hi, <laughs> like, mm-hmm.
1: so and when I said that, I got covered in the chills again because mm-hmm. that's the point of this. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to know what i no. doing. And if we are open to the idea that the answers will come, the right people will come, the right messages will come, the right things will come into our life at exactly the right moment when we need to hear it. And we're open to that. That is the strength of mind and spirit that is humility. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that you brought up money because you know, I have money stuff too. Actually, that was this week's podcast. I was, everybody has money, just me talking about money, but The reason I love that you, that you brought it up is it's a great example. Every, every time I get stuck in money, I'm like, oh, this is exactly like my abortion. Like everything I learned from my abortion is exactly what I need right now. I don't have abortion shame, but I'm money shame. Like Right. So like all the tools that I chose, I, I believe I chose, I stepped into learning from my abortion are the gifts
1: that like, get me through all the crazy stuff now. And while you were saying that I heard, that's why you had infertility, Missy. To, oh, to teach wow. you, to yeah. teach you how to find abundance in other things. Yes. Ugh so good okay I also want to step back to
0: something else you said when you had sort of the moment of your six-year-old self because it really like when you talked about I did know how to grieve I actually did know how it really like the parallel there for me was really strong because I think And just tell me how this feels. Like I think you did know how to grieve, but you didn't have anyone to talk to about how you were processed. Like, like it wasn't an open conversation so that you could reflect what you knew in the
1: experience you were having. What it was actually. So what happened when my mother, when my mother told me that my dad and my mother's my my pediatrician told my mom to always tell the truth about how we died because I'd find out one way or another. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I needed to be able to trust my mom because she was the only one left. Right. So we're in my grandparents, very lovely home. They had, they were grandparents with the white living room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I actually think what a, the I knew how to grieve because my mother told me, and I told her that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What a dumb idea. That's what I said. She said your father killed himself, and I said that that's stupid. What a bad choice! Oh, Literally, that's what sicked. I said. Yeah, I said that's a really bad choice. Okay. And then I walked into my grandmother's living room where everybody is sitting around. My whole family is sitting yeah. around crying and talking and murmuring and like they don't know what to do. And I walked into the middle of that room and I started screaming a, a Irish wake whale. Just wow. screaming oh and kicking and wailing. I picked up my grandmother's Faberge eggs and threw them at the window, trying to break the window. Yeah. Like I was, I completely freaked out. And my grandpa came to stop me. And my mom said, "Let her go." Mm. And I made everybody so uncomfortable. Yes, that they were trying to fix it. And my mom was like, "Let her go." Yes. Leave her alone. Oh my god,
0: you're Oh, and you supported so, something with your mom, didn't you? And I haven't listened to
1: it. So and we talked about my dad's suicide actually. Oh, all right. So as I'm sitting here with you thinking about that moment, and I actually wrote about it in my book that's at a publisher waiting right now to find out if they're gonna publish it. Um <laughs> As I'm sitting here thinking about it, it uh, it is that uncomfortable expression, the loudness of grief, the loudness of grief that makes people the most uncomfortable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a wailing you think wall. It's there.
0: loud for everyone.
1: I think I think it is louder for most people than we allow ourselves to be mm-hmm. appropriately, right? Like that's why Irish. Irish wakes are full of wailing there's a wailing wall in Israel where people just go and wail
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: I think grief grief is loud but it's not it's not it's not culturally appropriate in the United Mm -hmm. States to grieve loudly yeah
0: Yeah. when you retold the story I I would I was recognizing anybody (sighs) hugs what i was recognizing is that what your mother saw is that you just needed space that's all you needed just Mm -hmm. needed a courageous space to do what you knew how to do and i think that's what so many of my listeners and what i saw i didn't have like what i felt i didn't have after my abortion was a space to be brave and to feel what I was feeling and say what I needed to say.
1: And so. I think the thing that is so beautiful about this story though, is it was so inappropriate like my very upper middle class country club family had no idea what to do with what i was doing in the pristine the room you don't touch right in the room where everybody sits properly with their legs folded and their hands on their lap and nobody talks until you talk to them like in the 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 living room where nobody goes unless it's a proper unless we're having a proper talk right like my expression of my grief in that moment was in the most pristine space in the whole house yeah because that's the room that was big enough to hold all the people mm, yeah
0: mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> oh it's that's so funny. good it's just so good and I'm so like I'm just having so much gratitude right now that that abortion picked me that that soul picked me to be here having this conversation and having my mind blown and having your mind blown and having hearts crack
1: open. And this is the beautiful thing, Amanda, like think of all the things that had to happen to get you and I here at 7:41 AM Pacific time on March 11th. What all of the things that had to transpire for you and I to even connect with each other.
0: I know because it's 1041 my time. Like
1: we're not even near each other. The, There's so many miracles everywhere. It, the idea that had I made just one different decision, I never would have met Melanie, who never would have introduced me to you. One different decision would have complete had I never called her back. Had I never worked with Susan Hyatt, had I never been driving in my Camaro on my way to Portland to go teach at a job that I despise, all of the things that had to fall into place for you and I to be sitting here at this moment, having this incredibly gorgeous conversation in the midst of total chaos outside our doors, to be talking about a painting that I randomly bought with the last $42 in my paypal account because i was so compelled to this painting mm-hmm. which by the way if anybody wants to see it it's on my website um linked so you can I buy was, it because I... it is so beautiful it is such a beautiful print mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so gorgeous well as
0: and- soon as you said the words on it i mean all i wrote down was forgiveness sacrifice compassion love i was like thoughts like the abortion art.
1: <laughs> well and and the other thing i really love about it is the humor Mm. I gotta so go the, piece, the piece of the heart of the warrior that I really love actually is that humor is the balance and strength of heart. Mm. Humor is what brings balance in all of this. Humor is the balance of what? And the strength of heart. The strength
0: of heart. Um, do you know uh she she was on the podcast too? Pasha, I think, Marlo. mm-hmm I'll link. I don't know
1: who who they are. Anyway,
0: we recorded an amazing episode about humor. So beautiful. I love her work. Love her work. Um, Ugh. I mean, I could talk to you forever. So obviously,
1: we know that. We just need our own (laughs) podcast.
0: What has not been said that's meant to be said today? Anything you feel.
1: just watch for the signs. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Listen to your heart. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Do not be afraid of what you know in the core of who you are in your being, because it's there with purpose. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's on purpose. Yeah. Yeah so good.
0: Okay, well, I everyone knows I'm a big fan of Instagram, so that's probably the place I follow you the most. Um but where would you like to invite listeners to to learn more about you and your work?
1: Listeners can follow me everywhere at birdgirl1001. So TikTok, birdgirl, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, birdgirl1001 and please do like and follow me cuz I say really cool shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh i love it i love you i love you too so good like can i put it out this afternoon please just,
1: put it out this afternoon please, please and the program because we still have spots available for heart of the warrior so um when hey. does that close we start on
0: march 20th march 28th
1: okay 20th 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 for the solstice the spring or sorry equinox spring equinox i'm gonna
0: look at the calendar maybe i will dump this ahead so people can join you (sighs) ah all right big hugs thank you so much thank you so much for my dog (laughs) she's over there on the other side of the desk whimpering
1: dreaming Dreaming. go give her some love i love dogs love you bye